Cheers. Cheers. Oh, let me get in there. Surprise! Welcome to the special Christmas edition of Popcorn! <laughs> I moved away from the mic, but I bet I still blew it out. <laughs> it did sound a little crunchy. So, hi guys. Um, we decided we wanted to do a special Christmas episode of Popcorn because... Um, Why not? Because it's, you know, it's the Christmas season. It's in the air. It's the it's the, in the spirit of giving. I smell peppermint. We wanted to give you guys an episode. Um, so, we decided a couple weeks ago... Um, that we were going to do an episode on Home Alone. And that's what we're talking about today. Home Alone, Home one Alone. of the cream of the crop Christmas movies. I can't stress this enough. And so just so you guys know, uh, this is this is part of our, um, we're trying to raise awareness for our GoFundMe so that we can come back for a third season of Popcorn. But just so you know, this is not part of the regular season. This would not be part of the 12 episodes that we're talking about releasing for the season. This is just a little something that uh, Jack, we're doing Jack, this is a Christmas special. It's a Christmas special. Just, just, for guys, you, just for you guys. Did you guys notice my shirt? Oh, I definitely noticed it the moment you walked in. You yeah. were wearing your Krampus sweater. <laughs> I swear to God. The person the who number, started it all. The number of tweets I still get about Krampus all these years later. I just love that we're now officially associated with like the weird goblin of Christmas. This weird Christmas demon. People are like, oh yeah, Mitchell and Jack. Yeah. And a little Grace, but mostly popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Although we did... We, that that was an episode of Not Too Deep. That mm -hmm. wasn't even yeah, an episode. Yeah, but that was, that was an episode of Popcorn. It was basically an episode of Popcorn. It was an episode of Popcorn. What do you say we just jump right into it? Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting. I was waiting for you to say that so that we can dive in. Okay. But before we do, I do want to say this. If you are listening to this episode, we have an extra special treat. And that is... Sour Patch Kids. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> as, as promised in our GoFundMe, uh, we are actually doing this episode on video. Yes. So if you go to livelavalive.tv, you can watch this right now. Or popcorn.show. There's probably a link somewhere, somewhere. There will be. So uh, go check us out if you want to watch the podcast. You can see our beautiful faces. The myriad of facial hair that Mitchell and I have right now. <laughs> Like I just did something crazy that only, only you'll see. It's an exclusive video. I'm disgusted. I am too. Are you doing a Krampus impression, or is it like Jack Black I'm as Krampus. Krampus? I'm Jack Black as Krampus. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm a man of many talents. Let's dive in. I'm so done with right. this bit. All right, let's do it. So we watched Home Alone. When did you watch it? I watched it last night. I've watched it. And this morning. I, I watched it. Your most recent viewing. Uh, I watched it last night. I've seen it a million times. I used to have this on VHS and I burned the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, you love this movie. I loved this movie. One and two. All the other ones don't exist. Mel? Um, I watched it last night, but I, this was another movie I had on VHS as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it was always on TV too. I think I've seen this movie a ton of times too. Yeah. It's a Hughes classic of, oh God, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. It is a John Hughes movie, even though he didn't direct it. Yeah. I mean, he wrote it and produced it. It just feels, and it feels so warm and inviting. Yeah. I love this, the beginning of it. Let's start right from the beginning, this intro, okay? Can we do that? Can do we just, it. So it's like, da, 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 the perfect music soundtrack yep. to John, a movie. John Williams. And it is, like, I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is kind of scary. This is like creeping me out a little bit. Yeah, he's got kind of like a, like a Danny Elfman sort of yes. vibe to the music. I mean, it was very, it kind of reminded me of Beetlejuice a little bit in the beginning. That's Elfman, yeah. Of course, that's why I said it. <laughs> um, Very educated. <laughs> but uh, we, we like slow pan on this this uh, Home Alone like logo icon that they are like just the whole franchise is like around and 
I love it. I love this intro so much. It just gets me set and ready for the movie so well. Our story begins inside the palatial <laughs> uh, suburban Chicago home of the McAllisters. Yes, the McAllisters. Uh, of which there are 15 people, I believe, in the house. Too many. Yeah, and, and this viewing was the first time where I actually realized, oh, they all don't live in this house. It's just the, the f- main family. Oh, yeah, and the, only yeah. 11 of them live there. <laughs> the okay. other four yeah. don't. I've seen this a million times. Last night, watching it for popcorn and actually studying it, did I actually get the story of Home Alone? I did, too. Dead serious. Because I've never seen it as an adult. It's just like it was visual and fun. But like when I'm watching movies for popcorn, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, study, Mitchell. This is Citizen (laughs) Kane. And I'm serious. I did it. And I was just like, oh, my God, there's like a whole other movie here. Yeah. There's a lot lot going on. Yeah. And And what's interesting, too, is like the first 10 minutes are just like classic, like, Okay, we have to set like everything up that's going to pay off later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's so dense. It's a dense 10 yes. minutes. I rewatched the first 20, actually, the first 20 minute chunk just uh, because I was like with subs and then without because I was like, there's so much talking going on. I don't know yeah. what's ha- like they're they're setting up every plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you've got you've got Joe Pesci is introduced uh, who's pl- pretending to be a cop. Yeah. Which no one questions why he's there. Right. Exactly. But Inside, because, because yeah. there's so much pandemonium yeah. going on. Um, there's also a pizza delivery guy. Uh, they, they start the runner where like the people, uh, who drive up to their house, keep knocking oh, over mm-hmm. the statue. God, I love that yeah. sound too. Um, and so like, there's a lot of setup. We, we, we see Joe Pesci's gold tooth for the first time. We see the tarantula. We see the tarantula, mm-hmm. uh, Buzz's tarantula. We see the guy who lives across the street who supposedly kills people yeah. and puts them in a salt thing and turns them into mummies. And within the first five minutes, we have, uh, what they call the theme stated. Yeah. Which, uh, sort of classic, uh, screenwriter, um, terminology basically means like the main theme of the movie which is uh i wish my family didn't exist yeah basically kevin being like i wish i was alone i don't want to have my family around and it's understandable why i think at that moment because you are seeing like this it's a cacophony it's it's a it's an insane it's noisy it's busy they like use a lot of like like fast like sped up yes footage i was Mm -hmm. gonna say it feels it feels like kind of uh, like old school comedy like almost silent film-esque yes. where there's like they're like running around and moving their arms too oh, much it's, it's like a cart this movie is like a cartoon yeah it's a live action cartoon yeah. I, but like, that's like a lot of john hughes yeah it's like cartoon. i agree yeah. but this is even that like i can when i was watching it last night the thing that struck me more than anything else was i can see why macaulay culkin became such a huge star after this because mm-hmm. i was like he is a human cartoon character. Yes, yes. He is so expressive. You can look at him at any moment and know exactly what emotion he is feeling. Yeah. Like like you can any like Bugs Bunny character. Uh, yeah, he any he, he just owns that little that role. He just owns it. I mean, right from the beginning when you get that sense of uh he's got like a absurd confidence for an eight year old. Yeah, he, there's like an air to him when he when he's like in this family, even though he's eight. Like last night when I realized like, oh, he's supposed to be playing an eight year old. Yeah. He's so sophisticated like this is like Stewie level coolness you know where he's just like oh shut up mother and I'm just like yeah. yeah I mean it's amazing how in tune he is with this whole family like 
It's also amazing how choreographed I can't imagine some of these scenes were. Like the pizza scene when Kevin, okay, when the spill happens and there's like milk falling, the chair pushes. It's a stunt. It's It's like an action sequence. I mean, it is beautiful and it is, it is like an action sequence, except it's just a family cleaning up Pepsi and and milk over pizza. And it's fucking incredible. And then we, and then the entire family then turns on Kevin. Look what you did, you little jerk. You deserved it. God, yeah, but that was so fucking harsh. You're such a disease. <laughs> oh, oh, these things, they just like, and think about like the, just the small comments that you've gotten when you were younger, the way that they have them replaying in his head later. Yeah. And it's, I was like, that's exactly how it is. That's how you that's feel. That's another cartoon moment. That's another moment. That's like, this movie is a cartoon. Shit, it's a live right. action cartoon. He has a closer relationship with mom than anyone else. You do, you do realize that, but you also realize something else about him. What? Which is. His like big problem that he overcomes in this movie is his fear, mm-hmm. which at first is uh, showcased in his keep being scared of the the furnace in the basement. Perfect. I love the way they showcase that and then, furnace as well. And then later uh, being terrified, obviously, about the old man who's shoveling the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like that's kind of like his hero's journey. Yeah. Of, because like everyone remembers this movie for the last thirty minutes. Like, this movie is famous yeah. for the ridiculous, stunty action sequences. Yeah. Which I, I, was, I was actually like surprised at how long it took it's to get there. Because I don't, I don't remember a lot of the earlier. Yeah, stuff. that's the whole movie. Yeah. It's it, what we remember it, but there's actually a whole story. Yeah, it's just it's insane the way that they kind of wrap up the whole movie, and then right then they're like, actually, here's the fun part. That's yeah. the part that I remembered as a kid. Yeah. It's like they get at the third act. It's like the story's already done. Yeah. <laughs> Because of the the Pepsi incident, Mm -hmm. he gets um, exiled, I guess, to the attic. The third floor. Yes. Where he's supposed to be sleeping with... um, Fuller? Fuller, mm-hmm. who's played by his, his little brother, real, real life, life brother. Yeah, okay, that That's makes Karen sense Colgan. because I was like, they you, they look so alike that yeah. I was just like, they have to be really related. Yeah, that's, that's it, Kieran Culkin. That's fucking crazy yeah. that he's in that. And his, I'm not gonna lie, his little smirk when he sips that Pepsi. What a little <laughs> shit. Yeah. What a he's shit. He's like, I'm gonna pee all over. Yeah, you. like he just his eyes say, I'm a piss all night. But ultimately, he is spared the fate of having to sleep with Fuller, which of course makes sense because otherwise they both would have been left home alone, and that would have yeah. been a very different movie. Again, didn't realize that till Maybe, this viewing. Though, the the num- the count would have been off though. And they might have. Oh, right. Because that's why that's why that 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 obnoxious kid from the neighborhood was there. Yeah. Yeah. To throw the count off. Does this Mm -hmm. thing have that? Does that have that? Because what is this? Does this have automatic transmission? Who is this kid? Go away. (laughs) Yeah, it was so I also was just like, he's home alone, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He could have been friends with Kevin. I will say that, like, what's interesting to me is like Kevin was so aghast when he had to sleep in the attic. And then he goes up there and I'm like. Dude, the attic is awesome. Yeah, I know. It's like a fully furnished attic. I'm like, yeah. this is pretty tight. This is dope. Yeah. Like, it's so cozy and cool. Okay, this brings me to my first big question that I that I mentally wrote down for both of you. Yeah. I didn't take notes for this movie because I love it so much. I feel like I can get through this. But is, do you think that this movie, they were trying to kind of showcase that there was a little magic, a little Christmas magic implored because... Yes. You do? Because that the moment that the power line breaks and all the stuff goes down, they start cutting to all these like wind chimes and yeah. Santa blowing yeah. a thing. Yeah, it's the it's the music indicates that like his wish is being manifested in the storm that's going to make his wish come true. Okay. Exactly. See, I, I, this is something that has been on my mind maybe since the first viewing where I've always just been like, so is there magic in this movie or not? Yeah. And I've just never... I mean, you could look at it either way. I think like... I. Th- 
think the very first time I saw it, I thought it didn't really happen. Like really? it was a dream. See, okay, I, that's oh, interesting. interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so. It was all a dream. Yeah. yeah, when I was a kid, that's what I thought. And then Kevin wakes up inside of a snow globe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean it was just uh, it was it was just crazy to me because this like this time watching it, I just was like, oh, we got to bring this up because it's always fascinated me that they they take a moment to cut to all these things happening outside. Yeah, like but the transformer exploding mm-hmm. on the it, utility it, pole. It, but especially when that Santa Claus is like rolling across the street with the wind, I'm yeah. always like, what does this mean? What are we saying here? Is this magic? We got a little Christmas magic in But it might not be. It might have just been a coincidence. And it also happens to be a very successful plot device because it cuts their power, which kills their alarm clocks, Mm -hmm. and they all oversleep. And then they are frantically like Flight of the Bumblebee style trying to get out the door. This is where I I swear this the movie runs at two speed for a whole minute. Yeah. The whole movie runs at two speed. He's like, yeah, we need to make it seem more chaotic. Can we just speed it up a little faster? A little mm-hmm. faster, please? Yeah. I mean, it's unreal how quickly everyone's running around that they don't even use the real audio. It's just music. Yeah, but, but back then that was like, it was like pre-digital. So they right. probably would have had to undercrank the actual oh, film. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I to love make it. it like actually feel that sped up. But you, I will say it's such a good way of making you see the chaos and how you could forget something i mean <laughs> oh yeah no it's it's understandable too because there's so many people there oh my gosh there's I know. 15 of them and, and there's like multiple people doing head counts for like one for the kids and one for the adults it's just like yeah it, it, and it gets messed up because the neighbor kid is there asking a bunch of inane questions of the he's just going through somebody's bag which i, I remember <laughs> yeah. that even the first time i watched that i was like if that's my stuff he's getting his ass kicked later <laughs> yeah because he just took my he, it looks Your like he, yeah he took my yo-yo <laughs> he took this and then he just like walks away like i with god knows what's in his pockets <laughs> the little thief and he's walking to a house that i'm just like is everyone supposed to be gone i'm sorry i have a lot of qualms with this he little still, kid his family was still there because he, he talks about oh it. he talked about they're going to florida yeah. or something yeah, yeah either they're going to orlando he originally he actually auditioned for the role of Kevin. Get out of here. I don't think And they he, determined that he was far too on the spectrum to yeah, play. I don't think they, they didn't try to make him seem like anything like that. I think they, if anything, they I just, don't know, man. The questions he was asking those limo drivers. No, they just made him seem like he was kind of autistic and very That's what I'm saying. What on the spectrum means. That's what on the spectrum means. Oh, then I agree with you. <laughs> He just was a, he was just a very interested little kid in mechanics. He grew up building airplanes and cars and, and to this day he now knows everything about a transmission. <laughs> right. right. Yes. All right. So they miscount. They get to I guess it's O'Hare yeah. airport. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was amazed by. I was like, oh wow, that's actually the airport mm-hmm. in Chicago that they're running through. Um what was really funny too is like they're getting on the whatever, the shuttle or whatever, and they're like, the flight the flight takes off in forty five minutes. I was like, there's I agree with the uncle. There's no fucking way this yeah. would take so long to get through security. And with 15 people, there's no way they make this flight. Back but then they let everybody walk through. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You could just walk through and no one stops you. You just take your belt off. You walk to the middle detector. You're like, good to go. Yeah. I mean, even when they get to the. <laughs> go to walk the, in with a full bottle of vodka. I mean, like you could walk in even if you weren't on the plane. When they get oh, to yeah, the. Oh, no, yeah. That's true. When they yeah. get to the plane. Uh, the, They're like, the, the you door, just made it. The, no, but the. <laughs> Doors fucking closed. Yeah, and, I've, the, and I've, the, the what's the thing called the, the, the connection sky, bridge, the skywalk, or yeah, whatever. They, you know. It wasn't even Skyway. connected to it. I was like, Oh, what? really? Yeah, the yeah. shot. It's just a plane by itself. <laughs> yeah. Look, and I'm gonna be real with you. I've done that run up, and they 
to my face said, sorry, the door is closed. That means it's over. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, but it's right there still. They don't open that door back Mm -hmm. up. So like they had all those first class people, maybe that's why. But like even, even seeing. I think because it's pre 9-11. Yeah. Seeing the flight attendant just take all the tickets and passports and just assume it's all cool. She didn't check anything. She didn't check a damn thing. I was just like, and she even says, just take whatever seats are available. I'm like, oh yeah. What fucking flight is this? This is like Southwest yeah. of France. And then all of a sudden you see the you see the parents and they're like, don't you feel bad sitting in first class while the kids are in coach? I'm like, what? You got first class? Yeah, the uh, the, the people in Paris paid for it. But it was just, oh, it's just so fucking, everything about it, I just remember going, this isn't how planes work. Like, right, right it's like the <laughs> uncle comes in, he goes, champagne, please. Yeah. Champagne. I'm He's like, terrible. Yeah, and I'm just like, bitch, sit down. <laughs> they don't give you a drink till you're in the sky and the seatbelt thing is off. Okay, calm down. <laughs> Like, it was just so... That's not true. If you fly first class, they'll bring you a glass of champagne before you get well, I am you. poor and didn't know that. <laughs> They're on first class. Everything's going well. But, of course, uh, Catherine O'Hara is worried because she's like, oh, I feel like we forgot something. And it's the garage Damn. door. And, yeah, and then John Hurt is like, oh, no, it's the garage door. That's what it was. I forgot the garage door. And then, of course, that's the big moment where she's like, yeah, but see, that moment, again, is there, it feels like there's a little magic happening because it's the first moment that Kevin is afraid at home. Yeah. It's the first moment that he has a he has like a... Well, he's like quizzical. He's like, what's going on? There's no one here. But he yells for his mom for the first time. Right. Instead mm-hmm. instead of yelling at everyone about how happy he is they're, they're gone, uh, which, by the way, his re- when he realizes that everyone's gone and he just yeah, goes... Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he's just like... I made my family disappear. And it's like so sad and somber. And, and then, then it's he, like beat. And I made my family disappear. <laughs> and you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. And then again, it's like Looney Tunes, two times the speed. Yeah, I running eat, around the house. Let's eat all the ice cream, jump on the bed with all my right. shoes on, watch Checks every- out the Playboy. Yeah. And, and gets I, uh, out the Playboy and gets immediately grossed yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, everybody's naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes, he d- destroys his brother's room within mm-hmm. moments. Yeah. Which, I mean, is just- incredible to steal his brother's life savings which i think is three dollars and fifty yeah there's like yeah. no money <laughs> but he uses that money later to go grocery shopping and he buys all and kinds buys of stuff pizza too later oh yeah so it had to be more than that yeah. oh, it was crazy must have been at least 30 bucks yeah. i'm telling you i saw three ones and 50 cents <laughs> i know i did too because i was like this isn't add up he must and have yeah. found somebody somewhere else i also love that this is the moment of uh the movie when you realize oh the spider's got his own story yeah <laughs> the tarantula oh yeah he's oh. i would love to that's watch a big runner yeah they're gonna actually animate and that's gonna be a new movie two two years from now pixar's gonna make it and it's gonna be the story of that tarantula yeah. <laughs> the tarantula and home alone yeah the tarantula and home what he did the whole time what did he do the whole time? Because he did. He, he played a pivotal role he at did. the end there. So it'll be like a Stuart Little kind of <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm actually going to try to voice the tarantula. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> so the giant poster of iced tea that was in the brother's room. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, it was, I love that. It was a solid poster, though. He was like, it, it was cool. He, his brother had the BB gun, which is very important to the story. Yes, his and, brother did have the BB gun and also maybe the worst haircut of the whole movie. Yeah, and like a guy named Buzz, you'd think he he would have a buzz cut did he, not he just had like a puffy 
Just like, like a pompadour. <laughs> <laughs> like a pomaded pompadour. Him shoving that pizza in his mouth. Oh, God. I can't stop seeing it. so gross. This is like the sort of the fun and games part of the movie where he's like, I'm enjoying being home alone. I get to do all the things that I've always wanted to do. Oh, he got the firecrackers, too. Yeah, the firecrackers. Yeah, he got to watch Angels with Dirty Faces. Yes, and this, and we watch it, honestly, three times in this one movie. But we, so we realize, Mom realizes it on the plane the moment he says it. Again, more magic, I think. But it's like she realizes, Kevin! And it is just craziness. <laughs> and uh, and that's when that's when she hits a fan for her. Yeah. And you see her just spiraling. I mean, that's the real B story of this movie is Catherine O'Hara's planes, trains, and automobiles mm-hmm. journey back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, they immediately land in France. She says, I'm not leaving this airport till I'm going home. And she doesn't. Yeah. There are no flights available because, yeah. you know, it's like it's Christmas. Christmas Eve. Yeah. And so I think she ends up taking a flight to later. I think we find out she's she, she, she ends up flying to Dallas. She, yeah, she went to Dallas and then somewhere and she ends else. up and in Scranton. Scranton. Yeah. yeah, she said she'd been I up for Atlanta. sixty hours and that she wasn't. She was just staying on standby, like a for, for, mm-hmm. yeah. For like she's like begging old couples to be like, please, trying to barter yeah. mother to mother. Here's my fake my Rolex, son. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. My wife has some dangling earrings like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and then like her whole journey. But like this is the first time I was watching this movie last last night. And I, I love that they have the John Candy cameo. Mm-hmm. Which or not he cam- improvised all of his lines. Okay. That makes sense because. Really? Of two, I, I need. No, no. I have to bring this mm-hmm. up. First off. That's last, great. Yeah. Last night. Because she's she plays off him. So. So great. These are songs. <laughs> last. <laughs> yes. Last night. I never realized and that was John Candy until last night. I didn't really? Either. I, I didn't either. And I freaked really? out. But and again, then, I was I haven't watched this kid, since yeah. I was. And then second, little. I was just like, when he at the end of the movie is talking about his what happened to his son, I was like, these are all improv lines. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's that's doing an incredible job. Incredible. I, I knew that before you even just said something that makes total sense though, because I was just like, her reaction when she's like, "Well, I'm sorry, I asked." I was just like. That was <laughs> such so a good. that is such a fucking bizarre scene yeah. to have right pinned at the end of the movie, but you can't cut it because it's John Candy killing it, yeah. killing it on the improv. They shot game. all of his stuff in one day, of wow. course. Yeah. I mean, it's and amazing. He did it for free. Yes, that's awesome. And automobiles. That's that's so amazing. Cool. I love that. All right, I, we're gonna get more into the uh, that that B story right after we take this quick break. Um, I'm gonna we'll, drink some of this whiskey. Yes, yeah, same. Hey guys, so instead of our usual ad break, we thought we would take this opportunity to plug our GoFundMe. Yes! If you haven't heard already, uh, we are hoping to come back uh, for a third season of Popcorn where we will do 12 episodes over 24 weeks, aka every... Fortnite! And if you want to support that, uh, you can go to our GoFundMe. All the information is in our the video description. If you're watching this as a video or if you're listening to it as a podcast, it's available in the show notes. Um, gofundme.com slash popcorn dash podcast <laughs> there's also that that's the url there we don't actually need to raise that much money but if we're able to raise it we will come back with a new season and until we do we can't um like i said we are uh, self-financing and we have been self-financing this this show so if you can support us that would be great and also i want to say a special thank you to the people who have donated so far um we're recording this in late november 
And we've already raised $2,500, which is incredible. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. And I know we've got a lot of questions about like, well, where is all the money going to? Why do you need so much money? And so I thought it might be important to sort of sort of outline where that money does go. So as you can see, you know, we're filming the show. We've got cameras and behind each camera is a camera operator. We have a audio recordist. We have an editor. We have somebody doing sound cleanup. We have uh, hosting. We've got a website and a giant oil painting of Mel, <laughs> which we will get if we get funded. Uh, so please go check out our GoFundMe. Um, give, give if you can. And again, thank you so much to the people who've given so much already. Um, I'm definitely not asking you to give more if you've already given, because I know most of you have already given as much as you can, and I'm so appreciative of it. And I will also just say this. If just one out of every 10 people listening or watching this video uh, donates just five bucks or six bucks, we will exceed our threshold. I just checked that math. That's right. You can't give. Don't feel like you have to. It's just... The reality of this show is it does cost money to make, and we don't want to lose money making it anymore, even though we want to continue doing it. I do want to say, though, sharing links, totally free. So if you can't donate, maybe just tweet it out. Yeah. Maybe tweet it out once to all of everybody. I mean, that is there are other great ways to support the show, and that is one of the things, is yeah. telling all of your friends about it. Because obviously, if we're going to bring the show back, we want it to not just be... Uh, back we want it to be successful so uh, share it with your friends if you love it and you know maybe consider giving us a review on iTunes the thing I want to say more than anything else is I've been doing podcasts for a long time I've been doing Not Too Deep I've been doing a bunch of other podcasts and I'm so heartened by the support we've always gotten on this show from our fans like you guys the guys who and gals who love this show love this show and I, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, and I am as well. But like to you guys, I just want to say thank you for all the support you've given us throughout the years uh, because it really does mean a lot. And I do see every comment and every donation and every uh, – it really means a lot to us. And I just want to say thank you so much. I'm so glad you guys love the show as much as I do and as much as Mitchell does, as much as Mel does. And if you can support us, we would love to come back. Anyway, that's our pitch. Go check out our GoFundMe. That was a good ad because it came from the heart. Thanks, buddy. So Mitchell, you just mentioned something really interesting during the break. Yeah, is that Share. Hughes, while he was making Uncle Buck, got inspired to make Home Alone for this. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why he got I think ins- Oh, that's right. Macaulay it was, Culkin Macaulay, is it was the in conversation that he was having yeah. that Macaulay Culkin was having during his scene with John Uncle Candy. Buck. Mm-hmm. That like inspired kind of, this yeah. movie. Yeah. Wow, I forgot that he was in Uncle Buck, but now that you mentioned, it, of course I remember that. Yeah. Just a tiny. He makes that giant pancake. We do, can't talk about do it. Do you guys know why he, why John Hughes didn't direct this movie, and why Chris Columbus did? I don't. I couldn't. I actually tried to look that up, and I couldn't fi- find it. But like, Chris Columbus had had some movies that had failed, but John Hughes was a big fan of his, and he sent him mm. this and another movie. And uh, Chris Columbus like absolutely fell in love with this one. Wow, mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, he does a great job, and yeah. he does like a really good job of doing like the John Hughes style. Yeah, it and still and it, feels like John. Hughes. It does feel like John mm-hmm. Hughes, but like a more heightened version yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Like, unlike you know, 
what I would say, my, my like main criticism of, of uh, J.J. Abrams, where it's like whenever you watch one of his movies, I feel like you're watching a cover band. Yeah. <laughs> this actually feels like, no, no, True. he's doing the John Hughes thing yeah. and he's doing it really well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there are moments where he's doing it even better. Like yeah. it's sharper, it's cleaner, it's clearer. The story, well, and also the storytelling is just so like just a fucking like John yeah, Hughes, it's yeah. very visual. Yeah. You know exactly what's going on at every moment because of I mean, yeah. how it's being told visually. I mean, just look at the sets, the colors used every time that there's a different scene, you know, especially the outside scenes when you see the lights and the lights are like kind of shimmery mm -hmm. and it's it yeah. just everything kind of feels like it could be a still of a Christmas card. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, that's what they were going for because they really wanted to dig in with the holiday feeling. So there's red and green and everywhere. like snow everywhere yeah. in every scene. Yeah, there's... I noticed that watching it last mm -hmm. night too. Like the walls are all like either green or red. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, like every like even the bed is like green and red. Like sheets. Yeah. Like everything yeah. is green and red. Pot like holders. Like everything. Everything. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It was just like it's like this movie is just like it is Christmas. It's so Christmas. They, he, he was just like if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. So yeah. paint that red, paint that green, and start filming. <laughs> Kevin's home alone. And he's starting to get to, this is when he starts to realize that he's got to face his fears if he's going to be the man of the house. While well, B, B, story, B story, mom is freaking out at the airports and the rest of the family going, has, Like just trying as, as hard as she can to get back to Chicago. Yes. And the rest of the family is kind of hanging out at the villa, starting to also feel kind of like the mom, but not so much. You actually, this is the first time that you see the his, his kids, his brothers and sisters being like, aren't you a little worried for yeah. him? Whereas the beginning of the movie they wouldn't even help him pack right. yeah because he's such a disease he's such a disease which he says he can't pack but he does all this stuff at home oh yeah with no one there yeah you he, are does laundry. he does laundry he does grocery shopping he cooks yeah. himself meals every day See, but I think, yeah but that was just to show like once he faced his fears he realized he was able to do those things mm -hmm. I think before yeah he overcome that that is his like his journey I yeah. think before the quote home alone incident he really couldn't pack his clothes or do anything but but like I, that, I love that moment when he's doing the laundry uh, after he's had all his craziness fun and he's doing something like very like fucking normal and the heater, the furnace, the furnace like yeah. literally opens up as if it's talking and yelling mm -hmm. at him and you see on his face and he's just like shut up like he realizes yeah, it goes away the seriousness of like I made my family disappear you're just a fucking furnace yeah and I you don't own me yeah, bitch I just love that moment <laughs> and that's one of those one of those things that just propels me to keep watching the movie so much and like rooting for him is because he's he's getting over these these fears that it seems like his whole family is, is like made it out like that's all you are yeah you every know? fear that he has he overcomes um with the exception of the old man who was shoveling the walk. Yeah, but that's a whole different story. That's later. like a sea story that yeah. is just heart-wrenchingly beautiful, which it's is so why good. I think this movie is so high up for me. Yeah, and in the original script, he actually was that plot was never even in oh, there. Oh, I'm they so added really? it later. Yeah. That's so interesting. Lucky them. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever was like, maybe we should do that. Thank you. The movie wouldn't work without it. it. Wouldn't. No, no. It really it, it would have just, just been a cartoon. It would be a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, because this movie is 30 minutes of Roadrunner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would have changed it from being one of those movies that you just watch as a kid to now a movie where I can appreciate as an adult with its storytelling. Like right. it's just so f that sec that second story that I'm talking about with the old man last night hit me probably harder than it's ever hit me. Same. Uh, than, same. I got emotional watching that same. shit and when he's hugging his his uh, through his the window, grand, his granddaughter. Oh yeah. 
Oh God, dude. I just thought that I, was, I was like, why, why am I feeling? Well, this is all happening. This is when we get introduced to the wet bandits, the wet motherfucking <laughs> bandits. With the true B plot. They're like <laughs> robbing every single home on the block. Yes. But they're constantly being like scared away by the McAllister home because the thing is like Kevin is very clever and so also extremely so. resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, things- the way he like creates a shadow puppet party <laughs> in the just, windows of his house. Just yeah. his body and he's Tate, uh, 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 like a cutout of Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Which I had that on a, same cutout as a kid you? in my room. <laughs> I did Amazing. the exact same one. I taped it on the train so it looks like a person walking yeah. around the house. But I what love I, that. And the other one on the record player. Yeah. It's just going yeah. the mannequin. Lots of things. Where did the McAllisters get all these mannequins? <laughs> look, look, and why? This is this is part of the movie where you have to just go. Oh, Kevin has unlimited funds now. He has not like he's, you know. And I no, I believe that he just found that shit around the house. No, no, no. That's what I'm I saying. I mean, the house is big enough. Yeah, they try, probably is. That I'm that saying we saw corner. all of it. Well, at the in the first scene, we saw all of that stuff. We did. Mm-hmm. Are in you the kidding? Attic? Yeah, like the posters and stuff were hanging on walls. And then we saw it when they're running around the house. All those my, things are in the house. My God. Yeah. Perfect. Christopher Columbus. You did it. My, did it. I tip my cap to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Setting that up. That's brilliant. This is also when they, like, the the bad guys know Kevin knows. And Kevin knows the bad guys know. That's the thing I love about this movie so much is that Joe Pesci is just as clever yeah. and mm-hmm. crafty as Kevin. Because I think... It would have been really easy to just make him if a it was bumbling just, idiot. If yeah. it was just Marv, he would have probably been <laughs> yes, killed. Yes. If it was just Marv, who, oh, by the way, he they is. They all should have died. Is my yeah. favorite character <laughs> Multiple in, this, times. in this entire movie is Marv. I, I can't. He is just such a good. We're talking about Daniel Stern's character. He's just a terribly Marv. perfect idiot. Like, and everything he's the, is. And he's the one who creates the Wet Bandits moniker so, and their signature yeah, move. move. <laughs> yeah, which is clogging the, like a sink up and then keeping the water running. So which it is which, the house. And the van that they're driving in is like a plumber van too so oh, brilliant yeah. or the wet bandits <laughs> yeah it's so good i just oh yeah but harry harry played by joe pesci is really smart mm-hmm. and uh pinky in the brain and that's that's what's it it's, it's true that is pinky in the brain there are moments where you're like how are they falling for this stuff and then like he like suddenly wises up and goes like no 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 no, no. he wants us to follow him mm-hmm. and things like that and i'm just sort of like Thank you for giving us an intelligent villain. Yes. Like at some point when he realizes like, I think we got conned by a kindergartner. You're like, you're like, okay. Just such a good line. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. I think he, he like, uh, he realizes that, um, you know, this, this kid is, is being crafty or whatever. Um, and he's like kind of like tipping his cap to him, but at the same time, he's like not being fooled, which is good because I think you need a good villain in order to make the hero's like journey successful or like satisfying. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Harry, I I agree. I don't think this movie would work. I yeah. think like you have to have a clever villain. It would have never been the the Joker to Batman. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they yeah, needed yeah. each other. They were the yeah. yin and yang yeah. because Kevin was this like uh, by the end of the movie, you know, he like went into church and was like becoming like this good person and he talked to his biggest fear finally. And Let's talk about that scene. So he's sitting in there. He's he's spending Christmas alone. This is after he realizes that like he wishes his family would come back. He's feeling remorse. Yes. He ends up going to Santa church. Claus. Yeah. Santa this Claus is after first. Santa Claus, right. Yeah. And then he goes to church. 
who gives him Tic Tacs. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus gives him Tic Tacs. <laughs> that scene was so memorable in my God. mind. Yeah, I love that scene. Your dinner. <laughs> he ends up in church. And this is another one of those moments where I'm like, this is why Macaulay Culkin is famous. Because on his face, you can see every degree of emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, perfect. I mean, almost like a caricature. He sees old man Murray in the, in the church. And he's like, <gasps> scared first. And then he's like, and then the, he comes over and he's like, Int- like intimidated and, and freaked out and then he goes Merry Christmas and then he his expression immediately changes to be like huh like a, yeah. like a dog being like what <laughs> one ear up right yeah <laughs> and then he's like do you mind if I join you and he's like mm, I guess sure I mean it's just like the like the, the transformations of like emotions that he's able to express so clearly on his face and so quickly mm-hmm. I think yeah it's a, it's also amazing that he's Eight. He's yeah, eight he's years eight, old, right. and this is this is like the opposite. And here's what here's what makes this scene so goddamn magical. Okay, when he is gives the guy advice, he gives the guy advice yeah. because they realize that the guy got what Kevin actually wished for for real. Oh yeah. shit! And Kevin, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like they they re, they've swapped. They swapped. He was oh, like, fuck. I wished. You know that I never had to talk to my son again, and now I, I miss did him. Not catch that, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. So Kevin's advice—that's what makes it work. Oh, it's I, and that's why I was just like, oh yeah, my god! So good. I never like a, a, thinking about it for popcorn when I was watching it, and then I rewatched it with subs. I was like, oh my god! Yeah, He's, I got it this time too. It's like Christmas future. It's, yeah. this is a very. So this is Kevin McAllister with a beard. It's just you like know, is 40, if his, his, 50 years from now. Yeah, his dream does come true. He's 60. still by himself. And when he so when he gives that advice, he's given it kind of to himself a little bit about how he needs to stop being so angry with his family and just talk to them. Right. And it just I can't believe that that character was almost not in this movie. Yeah. I can't believe it either. That whole plot was not in this movie. Because it just so who added it? Do you know? I don't know. Because it also it, it gives, was probably John Hughes. I would think. It, I would yeah. think too. And it gives Kevin like the umph the 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 final umph and it gives it the believability that he would go this is my house let the robbers try to come in i'm not I'm afraid of anything it. anymore yeah. and he I, completely overcomes every fear because well, the biggest fear of all was that old man but once he realized all these things were actually just normal things that you yes. can get a like you can deal with the and thing do. he should have been most afraid yeah, of he's are not, these, he's are not these actually, two burglars yeah he's not actually who do el- want to kill him by the end yeah i think at the end of the movie you got to see him uh hugging his son and that granddaughter through the window no fucking text no yeah. audio no speaking but so much emotion because you realize he actually took his advice they did what each other said to do yeah and it worked out and the nod he gives kevin <laughs> As he sees him through the window, they did like they, knowing just nod. a little teensy wave, yeah. and you're just like, "Wow, that eight year old just helped that eighty year old, and yeah. that eighty year old just said, wow, that eight year old saved my fucking family.' Yeah, it's amazing, beautiful, it's beautiful. All right, so but before we get to that, no, we, we already have, got to it. We have the final thirty minutes of the <laughs> yeah. movie, which is all that anyone under twelve remembers. Yes, right, and it's also watching it as an adult is interesting because I was like. I'm just going to count the number of times this person would have died if yes. this was real. Uh, right off the bat. Okay, so Kevin, so here's here's what's cool. Here's what's cool. Kevin comes You guys home. have seen the movie. 
Kevin fucks these guys up. Yeah, he so really hard. Yeah. he fucks them up. No, let's let's break it down. So Please. what he does is he he makes a plan that he and I paused the movie to look at the plan that mm-hmm. he made. He took such serious time yeah. drawing out. And this Macaulay plan. Culkin actually drew this. Did he really? really? Yeah, that's fucking With awesome. Crayon? Yeah, amazing. That's I love so this. Cool. Yeah. And it 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 has everything set out. And this is the moment when I realized, oh, all the booby traps I thought were going to happen are actually in a Home Alone two. <laughs> And that I realized Home Alone really? 1. And, yes, I was like expecting all the booby traps from Home Alone 2 to start happening. And I was like, oh, no, this is one. Those He's not in New York. That's not going to happen. Compared to Home Alone 2, Home Alone 2 is very violent. Oh, Home Alone 2, <laughs> those guys are f- like murdered. They're not dead. They're yeah, murdered yeah. by Kevin. But this one, he just does like, he just has like a plan. But it's it's some serious stuff. There's, Which like, involves like, tar. I'm gonna, one of them is going to lose their shoes in this moment. And then when he tries to get to the window, I'm going to have a bunch of Christmas ornaments he's gonna step on he's gonna step on a nail right there with mm-hmm. tar he's gonna get tar and feathered that guy's gonna try to open the door and his head's gonna catch fire with a blowtorch that's yeah. way so industrial no kit should ever have yeah. any why do they have this shit um, why do they have a blowtorch what is that thing he puts on the door yeah, that's a thing that you use for barbecues that's weird. Yeah. I don't know what I've it is. I've never seen that. He yeah. puts that on the door and it makes the doorknob red hot, which is just, st- I mean, terrifying. Yeah, and the fact that he like knows to do that is like, yeah, he's next level genius. Next and, level. And the, and the the one that really kills somebody is with the fucking iron falling yeah. through the, the shaft. Iron, and the way it hits him, it hits yeah. him square in the face. It hits him square in the face with the tip. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh, that's that, a dead that's a dead person. That's a dead person. That's a that dead guy person. would be dead. Could you imagine he impaled his fucking skull? Could you imagine <laughs> if the movie, hear me out, all of a sudden mom comes home and it's just Kevin downstairs crying. Mom's like, What's going on, Kevin? And Kevin's like, There's a dead there, body. There, there were these burglars and I talked to the old man next door and he made me feel okay. <laughs> so I tried to save the house and then all of a sudden I made an iron go down and I killed a guy. <laughs> or he's like, Yeah, I killed somebody. Yeah, I killed <laughs> He's stone cold. <laughs> He's just He's like, like, yeah, yeah, I killed somebody. What about what? it? Yeah. I survived. I, you full, left me. I survived. He just goes full iced tea, <laughs> which is established earlier in the movie with the iced tea poster. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. He just goes full cop killer. He just looks at the mom and goes, uh-huh. keep the change, you filthy, <laughs> filthy animal. animal. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, they should have died multiple times. They should have died from the iron. They should have died from the paint cans. I mean, the he does. fucking fire on the head. He's oh, the like, fire on the head like would have killed you. He burns on his head. His oh, hair yeah. is gone. His, I, I, all I kept thinking is that beanie's going to be fried to your head right. forever. It's stuck there. Also, just all of the falls. I was like, any of these would destroy oh, the your ice. spine. Ice all over the. The, the steps. Uh, the steps. Yeah, yeah, they fall so many times. So many times. Oh, man. And also that fall from when Kevin cuts them uh, while they're hanging, trying to oh, get yeah. to the tree. Oh, yeah. Uh, which, by Why the way. Why not let go? Yeah, <laughs> or just like. I Crashing into a brick wall. And that's so coyote and roadrunner. He cuts it and they fall perfectly. And they're just like. <laughs> just sitting there like flattened pancakes like, yeah. overlapping each other so comedic I love that this movie somehow makes it so that you don't ever feel super bad for these guys when they are oh, going yeah, through some true. serious shit like you're still like go Kevin but in reality that's, you're like that person is really hurt <laughs> that's a credit to the filmmaker in my opinion because I think um, you know it could have easily gone the other way you could have easily thought like this isn't enough. These guys are so evil. They need to die. Mm-hmm. You need to kill them. Or it could have been, you know, the other extreme, which is sort of like, 
wow, this is really extreme. That yeah. This thing that this kid is doing to these men. But he balances it so perfectly that yeah. you're instead you're just laughing. You're yeah. laughing in the same way you laugh at a at a at a Roadrunner cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really difficult thing to balance in a live action movie, especially when you're like, if you had told me that like, so I'm making this movie and I read the script and I was like, okay, that's cool. And like, who are you casting is, you know, the Wet Bandit Marv, and you'd be like. Daniel Stern, I've been like, yeah, that makes sense. He's kind of got a cartoony sort of vibe. Who, what about the guy playing Harry? Joe Pesci? So good, From though. fucking Goodfellas? Oh, but he and owns Casino? it. Casino? I would have yeah. been like, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, he does. He does an amazing job. Yeah, they both decided early on because they didn't think the film was going to be like as big as it was. They decided to do it more over the top than they would have normally done it. Interesting. That's so cool. That's what makes it work. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my favorite serendipitous moment, which Uh is the screen. With the tarantula on his face? With the tarantula on his face. it's such a great screen. Yeah, you love this screen. I love this screen. I recorded it. I don't have my phone on me. I was going to play it here on the show. I'm so sorry. So I'll just have to remake it. Ah! (laughs) Ah! Harry, don't move. (laughs) I got you. What do you do with that crowbar? <laughs> just sit still. Ah! And he just hits him. Oh, but he puts this, he puts this tarantula because this is the moment when Kevin is actually fucked. Okay. And this is the moment oh, yeah. when if any actual criminal who's actually gonna do something would shoot him with a gun or something. Um, but no, he grabs Kevin and Kevin happens to see that little fucking tarantula. That tarantula that was loose in the beginning of the movie, the one that I'm gonna play in 2020. Well, either way, that tarantula goes right on his face, and it is the best scream I've ever heard. I almost want to say it's better than the Wilhelm scream. I'm I will say that wait a minute this happens right after he calls the cops yeah <gasps> at his own house yeah because i think it's because the phone lines don't work but he calls the cops from his own house how does that work he he calls 911 and, and he, he goes he does like a fake like adult voice and he gives he's like the, my house is being robbed but he gives the address for the house across the street so by then the power lines must have been fixed the phone yeah. lines that was my issue when i was watching it at that point i was like why wouldn't he have called the cops at the beginning of all of this? Like at nine o'clock when they showed up and like, I'm going to call 911 first. Well, there would have been no franchise. <laughs> no, I understand. That's the reason why they didn't do it. But there's two main holes in the plot, which is that one. And the other one is, uh, which I know why they didn't, because like it's John Candy and you can't. But like she's desperate to, Catherine O'Hara is desperate to find a way home. Yeah, let's jump back into our B story. Right. So mom so is she's hit her des- final flight. So she's, she's in Scranton. And then John Candy's character, apparently all improvised. The Polka mm-hmm. King. Is going. Yeah, the It's polka- based on a real guy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The Polka King of Sheboygan. <laughs> Come on. Polka, polka, polka. <laughs> polka, polka, polka. Nothing? Okay. Yeah, I just thought maybe you look like somebody who might know it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So he offers to give them a ride in his polka van. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, this woman flew first class to Paris. Surely she can go to Hertz and rent her own car. <laughs> She does not need to ride in the back of a budget, 
like and truck. And where did they get this budget truck? Because those aren't usually at the airport. Okay. You can't. True. <laughs> yeah. at the airport. Because while they're talking about a truck, why viewers, she, she could hire a, a driver, surely, to drive her well, to Chicago. Who knows how well, much money, but the, but the thing how much is, money she spent no, but getting the, there? But also, the people, it, their, their family in Paris paid for the tickets for them to ride first class. So maybe they're just poor fucking shit. They're not poor. They're Have not poor in that, that big ass house. But I am saying Maybe they're house poor. They spent all their money. They spent all their money on mortgage. You know what? We're not even talking about the weirdest thing, which is this truck that they take, or this van, is not a fucking van. It's a moving van. No yeah. windows. Yeah. They are in the back of the area where you put furniture, just playing polka full volume, and you can just see on her face that she's like, what the fuck have I done? Right? Yeah. I mean, granted, she's getting there, but it is so... I like the bit when Jack Kenny's like, you want to try? Yeah. Play. He like, just, as if you can play the clarinet. Just putting you it can. in your face over and Now knowing that it's improvised is beautiful. And then heartwarming moment where John Candy's like, you know, I'm never home, you know, 40 some weeks of the year. You know, look at Dave over there and Mark, you know, if anybody had stories written about them, it'd be the saddest thing. I mean, I, I left my own kid at a funeral home once. And you're, that, that story is so fucking funny. And he's like, you know, he was fine, you know, a couple weeks later, you know. He started talking, started again. talking again. I And she's just like, well, I'm sorry I brought it up. I mean, it is maybe so good. the funniest. I, as a kid. They're both brilliant improvisers. As a two kid, of them. never, ever noticed this. Yeah. Last night was hysterically laughing. Oh, it's so yeah. good. I mean, maybe one of the funniest fucking things. Knowing it's improv now, I mean... I It's so re- understated compared to, like, the cartoon that's about to unfold, like, 15 minutes from that. But for real, after that scene was done, I was just like, when did this movie become an SNL sketch? Right. Because that is amazing. That's you amazing. You can tell that he's pulling this shit out of his ass and she is trying not to laugh so hard. It is amazing. I like to pretend like he's playing his character from playing trains and mm-hmm. automobiles, and he just makes up stories it's with Del- everybody Del- he meets. Del Griffith. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would be crazy. He's actually not the Polka King at all. That would be so great. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Good stuff. We got a past episode. Go check it out. (laughs) Ultimately, though, he prevails. He defeats the wet bandits who get arrested. Kevin McAllister, not. Correct. Yes. Um, and they get arrested for, um, you know, burglarizing the entire street, basically. And Kevin destroys his house. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He, but clean, he cleans it all but up. But he cleans it all up for Christmas Eve mm-hmm. before his mom gets back on the Christmas morning. That, that, with, the, with the exception of, of Buzz's, Buzz's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, you cleaned up all that shit, but he didn't bother to clean Buzz's room. Fuck Buzz. Yeah, fuck Buzz. <laughs> Buzz is like the character in uh, Weird Science. Yeah, he's the older brother. He's like, hey, little man. Chet or whatever his Chet, name was. Chet. Yeah. Yeah. What, and what's so great? Like John Hughes loves that character. What's so the funny obnoxious though, brother. It's before Buzz realizes he fucked up his room, he actually gives Kevin props for not burning the house down. Yeah, and that was, that was cool too, because like, that's the moment when like the entire family is like, not it's cool that not only are you appreciating us, but we're all appreciating you oh, for who you are. By the way, the reason Buzz is at the end of the movie is because guess what? Mom walks in. Oh, it's so exciting. And then about 20 minutes later, the rest of the family who has not been on a journey to get home, mm-hmm. they they walk in. Walk in. <laughs> like it was and, nothing. Because it was nothing. And she yeah. goes, How did you get here, Mom? And he goes, We waited for the flight that you wouldn't wait for the next day. Yeah. Beat beat hug what <laughs> you're just like no yeah i know it's oh that dad is so chill i know he's like somebody's eight and he's home alone whatever it's fine he's we'll smoking a lot on, of weed he'll he fly back on friday i mean have you seen home alone too he loses him it's all dad's fault so uh, yeah i mean even even dad at the beginning is like you play my fashion hooks 
playing with my fishing hooks? You're like, where are you fucking fishing, dude? It's, yeah. like, it's <laughs> winter time. Yeah, why did you just buy He's new fishing? Ice fishing. Ice fishing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. At that pond where everybody was... Lake Michigan. Ice- <laughs> well, I'm just saying that where when Kevin was running away with the toothbrush, he they were like figure skating oh, yeah. and playing ice hockey. Oh, I noticed like, that. All of them. They're doing all, all the things. Oh my gosh, yeah. Skating that scene when he gets when on he his knees... When he accidentally shoplifts. When, yeah. when he gets on his knees and slides, all I kept thinking is, oh, he's going to get his throat slit by one of these uh, ice skaters. Yeah. <laughs> They're just going to be doing like a double axle and just, just get him right on the neck and then Kevin McAllister just falls over. That would have been a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been over. It's all the house would have got robbed. Everything would have been done. I do the love- wet bandits would have finally prevailed. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Could you imagine if this movie had ended with them being like, we did it, mom. <laughs> Maybe you could do it that way when you do the, uh, the spider, the spider yeah. version of it. Yeah, that's actually going to be the big twist at the end is that the it's like, oh, Kevin died on the ice. All right, guys, we're going to get into the, some of the deeper meanings of this movie uh, now that we finished our recap and um, our final segment right after this quick break. Hey, guys, one more time. Instead of doing our normal ad break where we would advertise uh, one of our uh, amazingly generous sponsors that we've gotten, um, we're going to push one more time to our GoFundMe. If you guys can, as I said in the first ad break, if you can support the show, um, we really do appreciate it. If you've already supported the show, we, from the bottom of our hearts, say thank you so much. Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. And even if you can only give a couple bucks, like I said, we don't actually need that many people to contribute just a couple bucks each. Um, because if, like, I mean, if everybody contributed, we would be we would have five seasons of the show. <laughs> but we don't even need everybody. We just need one out of every 10 of you to just give a little something. So if you can, and if you can't also just know that like we understand. Totally. And if you've already given as much as you can, I'm not asking you to give any more. All we're saying is thank you so freakishly much. <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, we hope you really enjoy the show as much as we do making it. And also we want to remind you that if you're listening to this episode, you can also watch it. Yes, we, if that interests you, we are uh, we're trying out the uh, the video format of it as well. So if you go to LiveLoveLive.tv, my YouTube channel, you can watch this episode right now and get a glimpse of what season three could be. Yeah, and this is just a small glimpse. This is just something we've kind of thrown together. We're just doing it tonight because we can, but uh, because I mean, we can, and we wanted to, we wanted to do like a special Christmas episode for you guys. Um. But we're hoping to turn this into like a real full production and turn this into a really successful show. So go check it out. It's on Mitchell's YouTube channel. All the information is in the show notes and in the description. We'll make sure you know where it is. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, we wanted to say one more time uh, before we do our final sort of uh, segment of, of the show. Thank you so much for supporting us. And thank you so much for supporting Popcorn. We love making this show. And hopefully we can do more. Fortnite. Wait, what were we talking about? (laughs) I'm kidding. Thank you so fucking much. And we're back. What did you just say to me? I said we're back. (laughs) And we're back. And we're back. I called you a bitch. I called you a little bitch. Wow. (laughs) Damn. Mel coming in hot. You said it. I didn't say it. I didn't say he was a little bitch. I didn't say. (laughs) That's what I Guys, I didn't say he was a little bitch. Rewind it. And then play it backwards. <laughs> I promise you. He's like, we are saying he's a little bitch. It's in reverse. Yeah. Said yeah, you said you're back and forwards, but if you play it backwards, it says he's a little <laughs> bitch. I heard it. Agent Cooper. 
Okay, we can't even do that. Okay. Yeah, let's get into Twin Peaks. No, no, no. Let's get into some some Kevin McAllister scenes. We did a recap. We've done a pretty good recap, but there's some scenes we still need to some talk about. Some iconic scenes we kind of skipped Which over. Which the first one I want to bring up is the whole... Okay, you know the, the uh, aftershave yes, scene. Yes, the, the slap famous, on the face. The famous after I mean, aftershave it's, scene. It's the cover. Of, it's the iconic moment of the yeah. movie. Yeah, the the image that is connected with Home Alone, and it's like him, I guess, for the first time, getting ready like an adult. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. using right guard, even <laughs> yeah. though he doesn't need to use deodorant as an eight year old. Yeah, and yeah. he totally misses his yeah, art. I know. <laughs> he, he just is like a, a, a scrawny little stick, just mm-hmm. standing there, just like with like Christmas music playing, and, and as if he just shaved. Yeah, and then he he just slaps his face with this stuff, and it must burn so bad or something. I, don't I mean, know. aftershave does burn. I've never. But it usually burns because you've you open shaved. shaved, so it yes. really shouldn't yeah, burn him. I, I've never. But as a kid though you do have very sensitive skin so i'll allow it but here's what i don't allow is the fact that he does it twice yes yeah. it's true and then when they do it it's ag- like he doesn't learn <laughs> yeah. and then when he does it again i just that whole scene i was like don't do it just don't do it what the fuck are you doing don't do oh you did it <laughs> like yeah. it's it's like they were like oh that's funny we should just do that again yeah <laughs> That's because he's manning up. He said he's the man of the house now. Yeah. Just got to do what his dad did. Beauty is pain. Mm -hmm. That's what they say. (laughs) Any other scenes that we should talk about? Yeah. So he goes to the grocery store and he is buying, he he buys detergent to wash his clothes, which what eight-year-old knows how to do that? I know. Um, He buys like a whole bunch of microwave dinners. This gets like weird, like what he thinks are necessities, I think. Yeah, because he's like, he's like later in the movie and he's like, I went shopping. And his dad's like, what a funny little guy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like, what? Did it, like, where? I mean, there were so many more questions that the yeah. dad could have asked, but again, he was toking up so hard yeah. that he, he, was, walked, he that, walked, he walked in the house putting out a joint yeah. being like, where yeah. the fuck is my son? So, so that's, we've, established that that's what's happening with yeah, the dad. Yeah, like dad, <laughs> he's high as Dad fuck. is secretly getting stoned <laughs> yeah. out of every scene. Can we explore that more in the tarantula version <laughs> of this movie that you're creating? Of course. Love that scene too when the, the cash register lady is just like, you couldn't be here by yourself, could you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, just a sass pot. It's just yeah. like, I'm eight years old. Do you think I'm really at a grocery store by myself? I don't think so. Where's mm-hmm. your mom? She's in the, in the car. Where's your dad? He's at work. Got an answer for everything. Yeah. Where something. do you live? I can't tell you. Why not? You're a stranger. stranger. Oh, it's so, it was so good. good. Yeah. And then seeing him walking and those bags rip, that's real life so mm-hmm. hard. Yes, it's I true. Just, and you that's just, that moment where he's just like, man, being an adult is hard. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> like, like, none of this other stuff, but when your bags rip, when you're walking home without a car, I don't own a car, so that that's sucks. my life. And yeah. when a bag does rip, you really feel like, fuck it, I'm leaving all this food here. <laughs> I'm walking away. But he took it all. He did. He, he took it back home. managed to get it back. Uh, it's just, I've, okay, so right, the, the scene that I want to talk about is when he's running away from the wet bandits the first time and he ends up in front of the church and then they can't find him and they're like, I'm not going in there. I'm not going in there either. Like, Two, like criminals can't be Christians That's or the something? thing, like, for, for some reason, they're like terrified to, like, as if it's like, like they're like, like, like they're jail. vampires or something. Like they're going to walk in there and see like the crucifix and like melt. But then the fact that he was like, Hiding as one of the shepherds in the yeah. nativity scene out front is just so. Why didn't he just run inside? Exactly. It was so strange. So strange. I also kept thinking, where did you get that freaking blanket yeah. and the cane? Oh, I think he just like knocked over one of the statues. It's oh. so good though. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, but it also just shows how self-aware he was so early on, where he's like, these people were following me. I should not go. Yeah, home he's so really, really sharp. Could you imagine? 
anyone else besides Macaulay Culkin playing this character no. because it is. I I truly think. It, I mean, it's it is no. the role that made me know him. It's the role no. that made me fall I don't in think, love with him. They, I don't think literally any anybody yeah. could yeah. do this role. So Chris Columbus actually like he wanted to pull like his director hat because um, John Hughes wanted like he wrote this for Macaulay Culkin, and so Chris Columbus was like. Try I don't, to pull. I don't, I don't, see, I don't it. see it. So he auditioned like eighty kids for this role. Wow! And then he saw how and hard he, it is. Yeah, and he was like, Macaulay Culkin's the only one that can do it. I mean, even even now, I mean, if you go online, Macaulay Culkin, you sent it to me earlier. He's like still in like sketches and stuff about Home Alone. Mm-hmm. He is Home Alone. Like, yeah. and they've made it was like the perfect convergence. They've made three more without him, and they just don't exist basically to the rest of the world because without without him, him. it's not Home Alone. Yeah. I agree. All right, we got to talk about. Uh, one of the like the recurring things that happens in the movie. Oh, this scene. There's this gangster movie. Yes. That uh And it's a real movie. No, no it's not. It's not. They made it for this. Oh, really? But it's based it's on based on a real movie. So there's a real movie called um like Angels with Dirty Souls or something. It's the bad I movie, the, the first bad movie which that is, Kevin uh, watches. Which is James Cagney. Okay. Like you, dirty rat, that guy. Okay. So it's a it's a James Cagney movie. And I I think that probably what happened was John Hughes like referenced it in the script, and then they were like, we don't get the rights to that. In fact, fun fact, at some point during the movie, you see them watching, uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" mm-hmm. with uh, in French. Yeah. The reason they were able to do that is because because it was in French. Yes. That's amazing. Because It's a Wonderful Life, for whatever reason, as a visual film, has fallen into public domain because they didn't renew the copyright That's in beautiful. time. Yeah, it was like a big thing when this but, didn't happen. Right. But they but they were smart enough to register the copyright again for the audio soundtrack. So in other words, the video of It's a Wonderful Life is in the public domain. So you can play that. That's in its crazy. entirety without the audio. And so they're like, we can do this as long as we subtitle or if we as long as we redub it in French. And it was such a good way to showcase that they were in France. That they were in Gosh, France. Gosh, that's so amazing. God, you know, this so is I, this is the magic of Hollywood. So I think that they yeah, the magic of copyright law. <laughs> <Yeah>. So they, <laughs> they, <laughs> they they wanted to do this James Cagney movie. And they were like, okay, we clearly can't get the rights to this. Fuck it. Let's just create what we want it to be. Just this one scene. So it's Angels with Dirty Faces, I think it's what yeah. it's called. Yeah, it's like a VHS that he pops in. And we only ever see the same minute the same of footage. Scene, yeah. And he plays it three times throughout Where he's the like, movie. Yeah, he goes, I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your lion, no good, whatever. It's like him and some guy named Snake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, it throws off the wet bandits later because he's like, some guy got blown away in there. Yeah, he got blown His away. His name was Snake. Yeah. I don't know any snakes. Yeah. But I think he said, he's like, I, that sounds familiar at first. Yeah, like, he was like, yeah, like he know, like from the criminal underbelly yeah. that he comes from in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, like this is They a, heard of that guy. Oh, man. They use this scene like once to sort of like show Macaulay Culkin's character being like sort of traumatized by it. Then he uses it as an empowerment tool to scare away the uh, pizza, man. pizza guy. Yeah. And then later he uses it uh, with firecrackers to scare away Daniel Stern. And those giant speakers. He added the giant oh, yeah, speakers, the giant speakers yes. so that it sounded really real. And yeah. I just kept thinking, 
holy shit, are we going to have to watch this again? Yeah. I can't. That the- scene only exists for this movie. I thought it was a real movie I mean, as it, a kid. I, gen- I did too as a kid. I genuinely yeah. did too. I j- Till just now did I realize it was a fake yeah, movie. Yeah, this was the first scenes that they shot for this film was that of course, because they had to mm-hmm. have it for the footage. Yeah. Makes That's sense. That's amazing that this film made another fake scene from another film. And they just killed it, too. It. It's got that perfect film noir lighting. It does. And it also serves its purpose so perfectly. Uh-huh. It's it's exactly what a kid would think. Like the way he's like pausing and stopping and then fast forwarding over the dialogue that he doesn't need. Yeah. It's just so just like it's crispy. And yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. I, I love when he tricks not not the band. Bandits, but the pizza guy because the pizza guy's interaction with yeah. this movie that was is... the one loose end that i feel like didn't wasn't tied up it, the pizza guy oh, story the, yeah oh, i really yeah. do i feel like you need to address this in your tarantula he will, version yeah, he will never deliver pizzas to this house <laughs> no. again ever. or any house ever. yeah he definitely thinks that there was a murder he witnessed he's gonna make a podcast this year called making a murder oh, of a pizza delivery. i like this i want to hear the pizza guy's <laughs> podcast yeah, yeah. about he, the McAllister what he thinks murders. happens at the McAllister murders <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, he, he really was traumatized. <laughs> All right. So what what is this movie trying to say? I mean, obviously, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. And more than anything else, it's a cartoon. We're all laughing at these like. It's a cartoon brought to life. Right. Which but, is, I think, what they're doing to Lion King right now. But I got it. <laughs> but, but not really. Are they bringing but it to really? life? Yeah, but no, it's, really. it's, it's animated to plus. The thing is, like, this movie has persisted. Yes. And we've already t- talked about. The old guy. What's his name again? Old, uh, old Man Murray. Old we man can Murray. just call him Old Guy or no. The Killer. No, Old Man Murray. <laughs> Give it, put yeah. some respect on him. No, you're right. After you <laughs> find out good who he man. is, he's a, he's a good man. He's a good man. Old Man Murray. Merry Christmas. So, You've been a good boy this year? Clear. <laughs> I mean, good. I do want to say good quotation marks because he did leave Kevin at home by himself for the night and he knew that he was by himself. Yeah. That is and true. then when he showed up to knock those burglars out, I was like, if you guys had just hung out all night. And is that his house? Or he was like... <laughs> he just broke into another person's... He broke person's- into another person's house <laughs> to fuck those guys up. He did up. say that you live next door to me when he met Kevin. This yeah, house this was, was a house street. across the street. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And this was a house that was already flooded and hit, so if he had lived there, he would have yeah. definitely been like, something's happened. He so, would have at least turned the water so, off. So he was actually... Oh my gosh. This means that the old man was actually watching all the of the time. Thing. All of home alone that's just what, like us that's why he was popping up everywhere kevin was <laughs> he was like this shit's awesome yeah. that's like, he just I burned did, that dude with a fucking blowtorch yeah. that's awesome we don't know how he cut his hand <laughs> You're right. oh yeah oh, we don't shit. and it evolves like it's first it's like a bloody bandage then it's a band-aid and then he's healed by the end man this is this is all this who is all this old of this man. is gonna get revealed in the tarantula movie <laughs> yeah. that yeah. just making. 2020 get ready we're ready <laughs> all right so, uh, what what do you think the filmmakers are trying to say with Home Alone? Oh, the deeper meanings. I mean, obviously, obviously the, the, main, the, the main sort of larger overarching theme of the film I is a classic. It, I think it's be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely. But there's something more that they're trying to say, especially I think with the plot, uh, the the subplot of the old man, and I think it's just. Growing up, I think it's kind of that that realization that you're part of a family and that you can't just you can't just slide by by pretending that you're a part of a family. You actually have to involve yourself and do things and like 
it's the same reason why everybody thought that he was incompetent in the beginning and by the end they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're praising him for, for not burning the house down and also that he went shopping. Like he did the things that they thought were impossible for him. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I, I've always Anything watched Anything is possible if you just apply yourself. Yeah, I've always imagined this as being one of those movies that just makes me feel like, yeah, I can accomplish it if I just put my mind to it and stop stop thinking about how everyone else can maybe do it for me. You know what I mean? Like even the way that in the beginning of the movie, he's walking around asking over and over, will you help me pack? Will you help me pack? Where it's like no one else is asking for help to pack. It's because he, he genuinely thinks he can't do it when he could. He definitely could. Mel, what did you get out of it? What okay. do you think the filmmakers were trying to say? So first of all, I have to say that I love kids. I've got a reputation now that, you do kids. have a reputation that you hate kids. <laughs> and in fact, the fact that you said that I love kids is shocking yeah, to me. Yeah, honestly, I don't I believe kids. that. I love my nieces and nephews, especially kids that are related to me. Can you um, look in the camera and say that? I do. Only kids that are related no, to you? No, I also <laughs> have a little sister with big brothers, big sisters. Oh, that's that, true. Yeah, All like, right. I fair, love fair, kids. Fair, fair, fair. I hate movie kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a real thing, though. Movie kids act different. They're the worst. They are terrible. Can I do my impression of a movie kid? Okay. You ready? Mm -hmm. Ask me a question as a normal kid and then ask me a question as a movie kid. So just like my favorite color. I was going to say, what's your favorite lollipop flavor? What's my favorite lollipop? Uh, it's probably, I don't know, like strawberry. Now ask me as a movie kid. What's your favorite lollipop flavor? Oh, it's probably strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> what's yours? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and yeah. then, and yeah. then. Gross. <laughs> movie kids are terrible. <laughs> They're the worst. They're all precocious. <laughs> they're terrible. It's the way that they're written. Oh, okay. So you're saying like, all like, of them terrible. There's, there was one movie. I don't even remember which <laughs> movie that we reviewed that I was like, this is the only movie that I like the kids in. I don't even remember which one it was. Homeward Bound? <laughs> no, they were terrible too. they in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I talked bad about those kids too. <laughs> yeah, those kids are fucking dumb. Like every kid is represented by an animal because they couldn't act their yeah. way through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit no but I know so, it's, so this is my greater thing I'm sorry fuck is oh. that if you act like a piece of shit then bad stuff will happen to you he does act like Macaulay Culkin acts like mom and dummy he's like, like twice he's like hang up the, hang up the phone you dumb, dumb. bitch <laughs> No, you're right. He is he is a little shit, but I think that's only because you have he has to be a little shit in the beginning. Oh my god. Or by the end when he's not a little shit and he sees mom and it's like a normal thing and he put up the tree, it wouldn't be so touching. Exactly. He learned a lesson yeah, he because he was a he piece of shit. He learned a lesson. <laughs> I, you know what's crazy? So that's the that's the theme to Mel. The, Don't be a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, no, honestly, every, every character in this movie is a piece of shit. Can I just every make, single character? No, seriously, seriously, scratch everything I said. Mel's right. This is right. This movie is about how not to be a piece of shit, and if you are, things just aren't going to go your way no. until you change your way. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the funniest shit I've ever heard. Wow. I can't top that. So we're going to leave it there. <laughs> right, let's get to our ratings of this movie. Holy shit. So, of course, uh, if you guys have uh, listened to Popcorn in the past oh. and now are watching Popcorn, you know that we uh, always rate our movies based on the popcorn scale. Yes. One to ten popcorns. 
Mitchell, Ooh. on a scale of one to ten, how many popcorns do you give Home Alone? I give it eight popcorns. I'm All serious. Right. Eight popcorns. This is a this is a great movie. I really like it. Classic I think, Christmas movie. I think there's a lot of good little mini stories happening, and it's just it's 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 edited great. It just makes me feel good. Yeah. I love it. What about you, Mel? Kid Melissa would have gave it a nine. Yeah. Adult Melissa gives it a seven, okay. just because everybody's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with I'm with Adult Melissa mm-hmm. on this one. Uh, as a kid, I probably would have given it a ten because I was like, "This movie is brilliant." And I have to say, like, I noticed watching it too. This is another one of those John Hughes movies where I was like, "This has been very influential to me as a filmmaker." Where yes. I was like, I was like, every moment is super crystal clear. It's all very visual. And it's a, obviously a major impact on 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 me and my work, even though the stuff that I do isn't very sort of John Hughes-like. Uh, it was my first sort of early indication that like, oh yeah, film is a little different than other kinds of writing. It needs to be very visual. And so because of its influence on me, I would also give it a seven. But it's not like, in my opinion... <laughs> Like a masterpiece. I just find, you know what? It's maybe it's. Is all, it your favorite Christmas movie? It is, and and I really? think and I think it honestly. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Mean Mel? Girls. Mean Girls is a story for all seasons. <laughs> I mean, you go you go clean cocoa. Classic line Fair. during Christmas season. Mean Girls. Final answer. That's fetch as fuck. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stop trying to make it happen. Okay. <laughs> but it did happen. It actually really hurt when you said that. <laughs> it's okay, Mitchell. I have a shirt that says <laughs> What about you, Jack? What's your favorite? I mean, I, it's a wonderful life yep, for you. I knew it's it. It's a wonderful life. I've never you, seen It's a Wonderful Are life. you kidding? Oh, mm-hmm. it's it's good. It's, it's, it's sappy and, and corny, but I, it really does move me every time I watch it. I, you I know, really do love that movie. I'm sitting here thinking out, like, not thinking out loud. I'm thinking inside my own mind and I think the reason Home Alone really sticks with me too is because I probably I, I definitely saw it around the same age as Kevin as 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 yeah. you know and I remember thinking like he is such a fucking hero in terms of what a kid can accomplish if they if they really just stop you know being afraid of all those silly little things you know I I, I don't I, it, it must it must have really fucked with me because even watching it last night I was just like like what you're saying where I'm just like I took a lot from this this kind of yeah. slapsticky humor and it's it's quick wittedness almost to the point where it's so sharp but it's, it's, it's so it's, precise yeah. the slapstick is so precise and it's but it's also cut really fast like the first yeah. ten minutes is so quick and mm-hmm. dense and I can't imagine how they much covers footage, so much ground. how mm-hmm. much footage they actually shot for those ten minutes yeah. I, I you know seeing it i just remember going like wow i didn't realize that that i this establishing shot is something that i actually really kind of go back to as like how do i showcase something really quick yeah and uh they just did a great job i get i get why there had to be a sequel like less than two years later it was just like and it's 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 like verbatim the same movie i know i've seen the sequel like numerous times yeah i know i've seen it i know i owned it but i do not remember that donald trump is in it yeah the sequel is but the sequel is really like the the last 30 minutes of this movie stretched out just way more chaos way more like tricks and booby traps and stuff because they realized that that was like the catch of it you know Mm -hmm. and so thing that everyone remembers but that's why i think one is so perfect because it has it wouldn't worked without the first hour it has that and it has that beautiful story whereas two just kind of is just craziness yeah and also the pigeon lady scares the shit out of me all right so this is the part of the show um where we wrap it up and play the game yes which of course is a little game we like to call celebrity telephone created by my buddy ryan hunter point pack 
where uh, Mitchell usually <laughs> picks a line from always. the movie, <laughs> always picks the line from the movie and does his best impression of that of that line, and then we go in a circle trying to do the best impression of that impression until it becomes something different. Mitchell, do you have a line from the movie you'd like to do an impression of? I mean, if you don't know what it is, it's crazy. I think I know. <clears throat> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. We're getting deeper inside. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change, you filthy animal. This is Gollum. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change, you filthy animal. The ring is precious. Guys, thank you so much for watching and or listening to this episode of Popcorn. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, have a happy and safe holiday season and happy new year. And if you want to hear and or see more of this, please support our GoFundMe. All of our information is in the uh, doobly-doo or in the uh, show notes. So go check it out. And uh, hopefully we will see you soon. As we said before, and as we say always, we love doing this show and we would love to do more. And if you can help support us, we would really appreciate it. So thanks so much. And we will hopefully see you next time on the next episode of Popcorn. I love making that noise to indicate the show is over. <laughs> we had to turn the lights on because it got so dark because we talked so long. Yeah, we did. <laughs> this is a long one. But I think it was a good one. It's like a good episode. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And I'm so glad that we finally got to video something. Yeah, I am too. It's interesting. It's a whole new element. Yeah. Um, I know I was up. like eating and drinking throughout most of it. Surprise. That's what I do during the podcast. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening and or watching and or both. Uh, tell all your friends. Please support our GoFundMe if you can. And if you can't, that's totally cool. If this is the last episode we do of Popcorn, at least we know we went out with a great episode. Yeah, I feel really good about this one. Um, so this Christmas season, after you've listened to this, maybe uh, go uh, indulge. Watch a little Home Alone. Maybe even Home Alone 2. Go but, nuts. But none of the other ones. <laughs> and hopefully we will see you sometime in the future for uh, Popcorn Season 3. We will see. Popcorn is a production of Hot Switch LLC. Produced by Melissa D. Monson, Jack Ferry. Edited by Mitchell Davis. Camera operators Katrina Henning and Kat Collins. Post production sound by Chris Henry. Music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. <laughs>